MoneyWeb now on the money. The show's brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Standing with Kingsley Williams, Chief Investment Officer at Satrix. Kingsley, I appreciate the time at the recent investment forum you're presenting on Investing Mirrors Life, how biases affect our investment decision-making. I, 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 the whole conversation around uh, biases is, is one that absolutely fascinates me. And truthfully, as human beings, we are, we are riddled with biases across almost, I mean, probably almost everything we think. That's exactly right, Simon. What we found is quite interesting when uh, asking the attendees and the audience at my presentation who rated themselves uh, as a below average driver. Unsurprisingly, no one stuck up their hands. Um, and then we narrowed it down, you know, because maybe uh, financial service professionals are above average drivers. So amongst that cohort, uh, I asked the question again, and still only one or two brave, uh, brave souls raised their hands. So I think that speaks a lot to to the superiority bias that many of us have where we rate ourselves as being better than average. And most people rate themselves as being better than average, but obviously that can't be true on the whole. It absolutely can't. I mean, it's simple math 101, half of us have to be worse off. And in the investing world, it comes to, I mean, I suppose, I mean, everyone who is sort of managing either their own money or employing someone to manage it on their behalf via a collective investment scheme or the like, but in, in the active space, we all do it because we assume we're in the top half. But I mean, the, the, the stark reality is that half of us are in the top half and half to costs less than half. That's exactly right. And this uh, speaks to William Sharp's arithmetic of active management, where, uh, you know, theoretically, it's a zero sum game amongst all market participants. But the theory changes when you start factoring in costs. So, you know, in a costless world, investors should be distributed around the market benchmark. Mm. Uh, you know, for every winner and rand that outperforms, there'll be another rand or dollar that underperforms around that market benchmark. But the reality is that all investing incurs costs. And so that shifts that whole distribution to the left. So relative to a market benchmark which doesn't have costs, there are only a minority of funds or investment strategies or investors that will ever outperform. And the data bears it out. When we look at the uh, returns across our industry relative to a net of fees benchmark, so after costs, uh, we see that most of the time the benchmark does better than, than your median manager through time. The other one is, is is confirmation bias, and this is a hard one. It, it it's 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 you know if if we if we have a belief, and and we do, we have beliefs about all sorts of things, whatever it might be, the best burger in Johannesburg, or or, or 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 climate change, or anything in between, we keep on finding information that supports our view, and we do totally disregard information that that is contrary to our view, and, and and this is a hard one to overcome because of course we want to sit in a, in a comfort zone, which is we're right and and, and you're all wrong. Exactly right. And, you know, I think one that we don't have to look too far or be reminded of is particularly with us being surrounded by a lot of negative news at the moment is that, you know, this temptation to invest offshore as a surefire way to generate uh, better returns or superior returns mm -hmm. is, is a commonly held bias that uh, often subscribes to our confirmations and uh, heuristics and rules of thumb that we apply in our lives to make decisions. But again, the, the data doesn't really bear that out. If we look at how our market has performed, even our local equity market, a lot of the companies on the JSC derive a significant portion of their earnings 
from offshore mm-hmm. sources. So what that means is that, you know, the the local exchange is is actually able to offer pretty decent returns to some degree insulated from some of the headline news that we that we hear about on a daily basis. Yeah, and last year, and I appreciate one year is a is not an investment time horizon. Uh, if you invested in the U.S. markets, it was a horror year. If you invested local, it was just a painful year. But an interesting point that you also made: you talk around anchoring and how you know a lot of anchoring where where you you kind of find something to to stick to. And the one example is the Regulation Twenty Eight, which says forty five percent offshore. So a lot of fund managers and individuals will go with forty five percent offshore. You've actually taken a, a different approach in your in your balanced index fund where you actually look at a 36% offshore exposure and saying actually you know because of the the volatility in the round and other factors uh, lower might actually benefit yeah one of the very prevalent uh, themes coming through at the conference is that our market is looking incredibly attractive despite the the numerous mm-hmm. risks and headlines that we read on a daily basis it it is very undervalued and so the expected returns going forward are actually quite attractive for our local market Now, that doesn't mean one shouldn't hold offshore. It's very prudent to do that and to get the benefits of diversifying offshore. But if we anchor ourselves at the maximum limit, that may be suboptimal. And so it's very important that you have a thorough process around how you decide what your asset allocation should be and to mitigate against and have a process that mitigates against being uh, sucked into these biases, which we are ultimately very prone to. Yeah, and it's a case of, and it's what I always do, not always successfully, is what I'm thinking uh, a reality or is what I'm thinking a, a bias, which is perhaps uh, distorting my thinking. Easy to say, I appreciate, but an important component. Kingsley Williams, CIO at Satrix, appreciate the time. The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider.